Hey, this is Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... This is Patrick from Heaven Below. It's awesome to be chatting to you today. First up, congratulations on the new album. Can you give me a very brief introduction to the concept of Good Morning Apocalypse? Well, it's, uh, it's an album that took four years to make, and um, the story, I don't want to give the story away, but it revolves around a uh, soldier who gets taken in to do some... Um, an experimental um, thing with a an evil doctor who has found a way to reunite dead us people with the loved ones on the other side, and uh, it kind of just goes awry from there. I uh, have contributions from Cobra Page, Lita Ford, Udo, and the Metal God Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys. Would there be plans to have them guest? Oh, yeah. Would there be plans to have them guesting at some of the live shows? We would love for that to happen. It'll just be about timing and where we are. But um, all four of the singers were very amazing and committed to the album. So I should hope, we, we pray that that happens. We really want that to happen. Can you tell me a bit of a story behind Devilina and the Damage Done featuring Cobra Page? Devilina is actually the character in the story that's a bounty hunter. Almost like a, uh, a female Boba Fett, if you will. And she gets hired by Dr. Faust, who's been conducting these experiments to retrieve the soldier who has run away from, the, from Dr. Faust after participating in the experiment. And something happens from there, but there's a whole story behind Devilina's character of a, uh, of a badass female that has become a bounty hunter. So Cobra Page is the perfect fit then, hey? Oh, she's a badass, exactly. <laughs> it made all the sense in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. And Killing the Dead, I love the mandolin on that part, that song for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, it was a pain in the ass. I played the mandolin. I had never played a mandolin before. So after I figured out how to tune it, I, uh, I had played it on the guitar, and then I picked up the mandolin, and several takes later I finally got it to sound like I could actually play the mandolin. <laughs> It sounds really good. Being a concept album, are there plans to maybe do a film to accompany the release one day, do you think? It's funny you ask. One of the people involved with the record uh, has a wonderful show called The Blacklist. It does great here in the States. And um, they're a producer for the show. And there has been talk about pitching a, uh, a movie for this. And, I mean, it just sounds so enormous to even consider that. But... Luckily, there's people involved with the album that might be able to make it a reality, so I'm definitely open to that happening. A few years ago, you released like a coffin edition of one of your albums, Demonic Demos. Plans to do something unique with Good Morning Apocalypse. Well, we're starting with the double gatefold vinyl, and uh, I haven't even seen the vinyl yet, but I did see the mock-up, and I got to tell you, it reminds me of a of an Iron Maiden album or something from when I was a kid that would open up and have all this cool stuff. So we're going to start with the vinyl. As far as the coffins we offered in the past. Those were handmade wooden coffins with, with a uh, branded metal into the coffin that, that one of our buddies out of Las Vegas made. Those were only made in batches of 10 and 20 at a time. Wow. So we're hoping that we can have those against the coffins available soon. 
That sounds awesome as well. All sounds awesome. If I was totally new to Heaven Below, which two tracks would you play me and why? I would play you Nefarious Angels, the song that opens Good Morning Apocalypse, because I feel like it's a good representation. It has a big sound, but like all our material, it doesn't rely on Pro Tools. We don't rely on drum machines or or fake auto-tune. And I think it's a, it's a good song to show how big we can sound without using technology. What are Heaven Below's touring plans? Are you hopefully going to try and get over to Europe at some stage? Absolutely. We really want to get over to Europe. We don't have anything on the books yet, but we um, our extensive touring starts in November here in the States. And I'm not going to lie to you, when I play in Europe in the past, I love seeing bands like Sabaton or Twilight Force, you know, these bands that people in the States are, are, aren't privy to yet. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like Heaven Below will fit in with some of our, some of these European bands that I've just had a blast with over there playing in, you know, Sweden Rock or any of these festivals. And I feel like Heaven Below would definitely fit in with you guys over there. You've been a member of Lita Ford's band since 2014. Do you have much input and involvement in the songwriting side of things in in the band? Well, Lita's just now starting a new record, and I do have a bag of riffs that she's been digging into, and I even got to sing backup vocals on one of her new songs. So she treats it like a band. You know, it is called Lita Ford, but it's amazing because she does rely on band members and look to us to, to help with the input. So I'm looking forward to helping Lita out any way I can. She knows she knows I'm always writing songs and I always have riffs trolling around on my cell phone that I record when we're on the road. So I, I'm excited if she wants to use any of that stuff. I mean, when you're on stage, at times when you look over and there's Lita Ford there, do you have to pinch yourself that you're actually on stage with such a metal fixin'? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the 14-year-old Patrick Kennison is surprised that on stage with Lita Ford, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Does you have posters and everything on your walls and that as a kid growing up and out of Lita then? Absolutely. I'm sure she aided in much of my development as a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first become interested in becoming a musician and can you remember who influenced you back then and even today? Yeah, it was early for me. I'm the youngest of seven kids uh, and all my older brothers and sisters were playing music in the house when I was just uh, getting out of the crib. I mean, I heard Judas Priest when I was seven years old, and I didn't know what it was, but I knew it sounded amazing. And um, I think right around the time Shout at the Devil came out and Ride the Lightning, I think those were two of my first albums that I owned that I didn't have to borrow that my mom bought me for my birthday. And I just remember wanting to sound like fight fire with fire and I wanted to sound like shout at the devil um, with my guitar because I'd just gotten a guitar but I didn't know how to make it sound like that until I started taking lessons and my older brother showed me the bar chords and how to get distortion on the little Marshall practice amp I had and once I could actually play Red Hot or part of the solo on Fade to Black it was like unlocking the Rubik's Cube you know I was Mm -hmm. like okay I'm off to the races now and so looking back over your career so far which moment has been the greatest memory or is that yet to happen well there's so many uh i remember marilyn manson um picking my band union underground to go on his tour and the the label at the time said yeah um marilyn manson wants you guys to come open 
for uh, his tour for the Hollywood uh, Hollywood tour. And I didn't believe him. I thought they were just, you know, hit bought on or something like that. Used the Sony money. <laughs> and sure enough, the first day of the tour, I, I told my band, I said, we're not going to see Manson. He's going to be uh, sequestered in his dressing room and his tour buses. Uh, we'll never see him. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, we get a knock on the door before we go on stage, and there's Manson and Twiggy in all their full regalia <laughs> to welcome us onto the tour and tell us how much they like Union Underground. Um, I acted really calm and cool, but inside I was a 14-year-old boy again. <laughs> that was a huge moment when one of your heroes comes to tell you that he likes your band. What's the plans for Heaven Below, i.e. wanting world domination? Oh, man, we realized that the music world is very different from even the early 2000s. You know, I remember Union Underground selling 5,000 CDs per week, and that was funding our tour and tour bus and helping us get things going. Heaven Below is aware that bands don't move 5,000 CDs a week unless you're Rihanna or some country pop star that, that makes you vomit. <laughs> so what we're going to do is just go old school, man. We're going to just keep on touring, releasing records, and trying to use tools like the internet or play music. Um, I don't say we're going to do a Kickstarter campaign. I don't want to... We're not a charity uh, kind of band, but we're going to utilize old school building fans from playing shows and having cool coffin kits and vinyl and I'm just basically trying to relive my youth as an adult you know through my own band this time instead of uh, instead of you know being the Motley Crue fan I, I like to pretend I'm the guy that gets to release the music like my heroes did can you tell me what was the last album you listened to then uh, let's see I listened to the new Metallica this morning and I really like it. It really? sounds like Metallica is supposed to sound. The hardwired self-destruct, I think they call it. Um, it has some anger and some passion again. And I can hear the bass guitar again. I like, I like all that. It reminds me of early Metallica. So that's, that's, the, that's the most recent thing I've listened to. That's a bonus then. Because <clears throat> it's like been a lot of... Uh bad press about it but i've not really totally listened to it properly myself I'm, I'm more into the power metal bands over here in europe and that i used to be a big metallica fan um but after the black album i sort of went off them a bit but i might have to buy that album and might have to get it it, it sounds it you know it, it sounds genuine again it doesn't sound like they're trying to be ride the lightning it sounds like they don't give a shit again and that's that's what was missing they cared too much after the black album festival or small intimate gig Small, intimate gig. Love to connect with the fans first. Thrash or sleaze metal? Thrash metal for sure. It's, it's uh, louder and it's more abrasive. Beer or Jack Daniels? Ooh, right now, beer. <laughs> but as soon as I get tired of beer, it'll be Jack Daniels again. Digital or vinyl? Uh, I'm trying to get back into vinyl, but it's so inconvenient. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm spoiled on digital right now. Clinton or Trump? Oh, for the president? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Man, I gotta tell you, I hate both of them. Different reasons. I hate Trump because he's a loudmouth. Um, I'm, ha I'm half Mexican, and he I don't think he likes my people, my brown side, very much. Um, I think Hillary isn't fit to be president, not just because of the Benghazi and all the email stuff. I, I think it's all bought and paid for. I don't think she's qualified. 
So truly, I got to tell you, independent. I don't like either. Have you got any final words for your fans and our listeners? Oh, thank, thank you, everybody, so much for supporting new bands like Heaven Below and anything that's you know outside of the norm. You know, there's nothing wrong with Nickelback and those kind of things, but I grow tired of that kind of thing, and I feel that you guys in Europe have a better finger on the pulse of uh, cutting-edge music, you know, whether it's throwback or it's something new. And uh, Heaven Below is is really going to be proud to be part of that. Hey, this is Patrick from Heaven Below. You're listening to the Mental Gods Meltdown. You want it hard and loud? Let's start this rebellion. Focus your anger now. Come join the renegade protest movement!